Jerry here from Podcast Radio. Going to talk robots in just a minute. Are they taking the jobs and all the rest? I mean, hopefully not mine on a microphone, but I have heard software now that sounds pretty close to human beings, and the robots are getting pretty funny, believe it or not. We'll test Neil up next from Lie to talk to us about robots, the new world ahead of us, and we'll see what Lie as a company does too. Neil, how are you? Very good, very good. Pleased to be here, Jerry. Thanks for the time. Okay, first thing, are robots taking over, yes or no? When people worry about that question, should they worry? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. None of us in the, what they call robotic process automation business, are building Terminators, which is what most people associate with robots. <laughs> um, so there's not, not, no Arnold Schwarzenegger here. Um, what, robots, what robots basically do, or software robots, which is a kind of generic term, is mimic human behavior in a repetitive type process way. So for example, you receive your invoices at work, you scan them, then you put them in the account system, then you email the accounts manager to approve them and create the payments. A robot can do that by watching how you do it. We rec- in fact, we literally record it and record the keystrokes and everything else. And then the software robot assumes that task. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully that makes it a little clearer. Now, there's almost, dare I say it, no oversimplification that you can give that, that won't work on radio because people don't really know what they're talking about with AI, with automation software, all these generic terms of, if I can say this, Neil, and maybe I'm wrong, they've sneaked into everyday language. And quite often, if you went and looked at the dictionary definition, they're not quite what people expect. Even the company you're from is spelled L-A-I-Y-E. Um, tell us what intelligence automation is, or was it the same thing you've just described? It's one part of it. So uh, RPA, and there's a number of companies that have been around for five, six, seven years, um, originated by when people were looking at how do we create efficiency, drive out costs, and how do we sort of, in effect, outsource the boring jobs that people hate doing, and then try and repurpose the staff into more interesting, rewarding work to grow grow the businesses and obviously reduce cost. Intelligent automation takes that first principle of a software robot mimicking a human to a new level by introducing artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence comes in many forms, but in the in the context of what we're talking about, it means that the software robot learns as it repeats the process. So for example, in the uh, in a chatbot, let's say, that learns on the your bank's website each time somebody asks it a different question, and then it, it creates patterns and it, it self-learns and self-teaches. Um, the next piece is around document processing, and that's the kind of scanning of unstructured data um, like uh, invoices, for example, into a system at, at high speed um, where perhaps they are handwritten invoices. They're invoices with the fields that are the date, the amount, the item in different different places. So it, it learns all of that. And that's what artificial intelligence does in that space. And then the third bit I mentioned chatbots are where an, a non-intelligent chatbot is the thing where you go to the bank, I've lost my checkbook, I, I want a statement, you know, and uh, or, or maybe you just want to talk to somebody. An AI-driven chatbot or an intelligent chatbot would be able to have a conversation with you. And it's highly unlikely you would even know it wasn't a person. It would understand the context, your accent, not that you've got one, obviously. Um, <laughs> and it would then be able to transact with you that you do need a new credit card or you want to buy an insurance policy and things like that. And there are hundreds and hundreds of examples of where this technology has brought efficiency reduced costs um, and a higher level of compliance into many businesses like banks, insurance companies, 
pharmaceutical companies and, and the list goes on. You mentioned accents. I'm not sure a robot could ever catch mine. Born in Liverpool, spent years in New Zealand. It's a horrible hybrid, my personal one. Neil, tell me this. When we talk about the future, well, in fact, let me split this question into two. Businesses are designed to run smoothly. If they don't run smoothly, it's not a very good business. Everything you're talking about helps a business run smoothly, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think people forget that. The reason the robots are there is it's to make the process work better. Because people often, <laughs> the most frustrating thing is when a person gets something wrong and a robot doesn't really do that. And, and the other one is, where, where are we going in five, ten years? Where else could, what, what are you working on? that would excite people with the robots coming next? It's more about exciting people that own businesses because you're you're delivering a new level of compliance. You know, a robot doesn't make a mistake. A robot doesn't take a cigarette break, doesn't go on holiday, doesn't have a bad day or fall out with a colleague sat next to them, you know, while someone's hanging on for to find out, you know, whether they can... Uh, lock their car insurance with an accident or something, you know, that none of those sorts of things happen that, that humans do, which makes us humans, makes us the wonderful people we are. In many cases, companies deploy robots for the really repetitive, almost menial tasks, but then there's a human that makes a decision as whether or not to pay the payroll run because they check the accuracy for the final time. That's called an attended robot. You get unattended robots. So, for example, um, the other day I returned something to Amazon and you know, the guy in the post office zapped the barcode on my parcel and then my bank flashed up and said the 50 pounds you've refund is done and that's all been driven by automation um the other sorts of examples would be things like uh, we've worked with a company called wythe in asia they're a fortune 500 part of nestle and they have a thing called the mama club or mama club uh, that processes tens of thousands of emails a day from concerned mothers about the movement from breast milk to um, formula. And, you know, obviously, new baby, new mum, highly stressful, you know, hormones hormones and stress everywhere. Um, We now run that process automatically, and they've gone from, you know, two and a half million messages from these mothers in the queue down to a 90% efficiency. The wait times have gone from 30 minutes to two minutes and all of those things. And that's just by using robots. But importantly, the robots really understand what they're they're talking about, as in they have knowledge, massive knowledge, that a person just couldn't remember every possible nuance that they might be dealing with as a a customer service issue. And I suppose... People must be dealing with technology or, or deep technology. They have no clue they are dealing with. So long as it's shiny, new, Facebook, for example. I mean, think about the supercomputers they must be running that on globally. People just want it to work at their endpoint on their phone. They need it to work, be slick, be fast. And that's, what's, that's, that's what we need, really. Absolutely. So another example, I've, I've been waiting to share this one because I saw it for the first time myself uh, only, only yesterday. So Nike, everybody knows Nike. Who doesn't have, you know, a number of pairs uh, Nike and um, Lie got together with an app called WeChat, which is a bit like um, any one of these chat room apps we use here, but it's in Asia, this one. And we process procurement through that as in, I want to buy some trainers, and it will then suddenly show you a video of the trainers. I want them in, well, I'm not sure what color, it'll show you every color. Then it'll show you a video of people running in those colors, take your order, take your money, or you say, actually, I'd like a tracksuit, but I don't know if it'll fit me sends you the map and tells you that the store around the corner has them in stock and books you an appointment with one of their athletes, as they call it in Nike, for them to try them on. And then if you don't like them, you can return them through the same process without talking to a person. 
I mean, that's amazing, I think, in terms, and it's it's not harmful to anybody. There's no Terminator. It's just about efficiency and giving you back minutes in your life, which is, you know, very valuable. And I think the awkwardness of dealing face-to-face, looking someone in the eye when you're trying to send something back, that, that was a huge pain point for anyone who bought something and needed to take it back for 50 years. Absolutely. And, and what's even worse is, you know, when you're, when you're a gentleman that might be carrying a few COVID pounds, you don't have to now approach a teenager and say, do you have anything larger? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, those kind of, and so the robot doesn't judge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Although I wonder if a robot can solve the fact that it's me retaining my other half's clothes that she didn't like in the mirror, you know, when, you, when you've got to take that to the post office. Yeah. What's, what's true is what we've described, it's still all about people isn't it? It still always ends up with someone needing something. And I think that's where people forget with this type of for chat about artificial intelligence and software. It's still servicing or helping someone as a consumer and a business. Am I right there? Yeah, you absolutely are. I mean, another example might be dealing with first level triage in a hospital or at home via a video call with a, or an application, which means now you don't need to, let's say you're a 75, 80 year old lady, you've got to get the bus to the hospital or a taxi, and then you wait hours and then they say, I'm sorry, it's too busy today, you've got to go back again. A lot of that can be dealt with via using AI that understands the entire medical history of everything that's ever been, plus your medical history, and makes decisions about whether you actually get to the hospital now, or I can put a doctor on the video with you, or you know uh, any of those outcomes and take the cue from hours to either you don't need to go or even I can supply you drugs they'll be in your house tomorrow in the post yeah fantastic and that's the sorts of things that we're seeing it's an incredible world we're in um all right I suppose I wouldn't be doing it justice Neil by stealing all the information in your head by saying where can people contact you or what should people be doing if they are intrigued as a business yeah well uh Leia has a website www.laiye.com um or you can look up meet me up on LinkedIn uh, or, you know, neil at lie.com. Um, we'd be happy to, I'd be certainly happy to talk to you. I mean, one, one final point I wanted to make, and there's a massive differentiator about lie versus the multiple companies in this very fast growing market is that many companies sell automation on the basis of you can reduce your headcount, i.e., people for robots. That creates this paranoia of all the jobs are going. What we do is actually fund repurposing those people retraining them to use the automation because let's say you've worked in a warehouse or a supply chain office for 30 years you know that process better than anybody else but certainly better than the robot and you then can help implement the robot and maintain the environment and still keep your job still add value to the business but in a better and more rewarding way fantastic i knew you'd end up on a good note neil i just had a feeling you'd have a, a good passing words of wisdom for us thanks so much that's neil parker from Lie. cheers neil Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.